Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about back to school. So 2020 has been a very challenging year with the global pandemic of coronavirus really taking over everything that we're doing and thinking. Many of us have either been working at home throughout the pandemic or are possibly have been home for some time and then are back to work now. If you're a parent, you've maybe seen your children transition to a remote learning, distance learning type platform um, in the spring. And then at this point, we've had uh, the summer vacation and now we're looking at back to school and how does that start back for um, children all over North America? Is it in classroom? I've heard a lot in the US where it's going to start virtually. And then um, looking at, can we go back in Canada as well and be in person? Where I live in Ontario, Canada, they're looking at providing both options initially. So there is the option of the in-person learning and the option of the online remote learning as well. Now, the remote learning that occurred in the spring was, um, of course, ad hoc in that there was no time to plan. Things were really quickly transitioned to uh, kids being at home and trying to provide some kind of learning. So they're looking at doing something a little more comprehensive in this time, but very little details. So as a parent of two children, um, one child in particular that has PANDAS, which is a neuroimmune disorder, I've been trying to make the decision about whether or not I send my kids back to school and try to do as much research as I can uh, to try to understand what that decision should be for our family. There have been so many articles and a lot of good information coming out even from our local public health, trying to walk parents through what that decision uh, could include you know, things like considering vulnerable family members and whether having a child that is um, exposed potentially to COVID um, coming home and, and what that could mean. So they've, they've talked about having you consider who's in your home, having you consider the children themselves and their own medical profile. And one of the challenges I have with pandas in particular is that there really isn't a lot of information on the disorder to begin with. And then from there, there's definitely no information on uh, how it relates with COVID and what um, the prognosis is. So I've been trying to get as much up-to-date information as possible, uh, whether PANDA's children are more at risk um, for COVID or more at risk for COVID complications. But I really haven't been able to find anything conclusive. I've seen things kind of going both ways. So I thought it would be interesting for some of you if you're struggling with the same issue about whether or not to send your children back to school in person to maybe just hear through some of my thought process. I know there are so many 
um, people right now that aren't really sure what to do and are thinking they'd love to know what others are doing. And so I don't want to give you the answer in any way to your own um, issue with this and, and where you are going to end up and um, where where to go. That's not at all the intention here, but instead I thought I would just walk you through some of the information that I'm taking in, in terms of what I'm considering. And so the first part being what the local public health um, has, has given us, and that's trying to work through what is your family situation and what is kind of your vulnerability to COVID. And so I think that's obviously number one. We've got to consider our family and our children and knowing, um, I've heard a lot of families talking about uh, issues with asthma. We did think at one point my daughter had asthma and was given an inhaler. We don't think that that's the case anymore, but still it's a, a consideration, as I mentioned, uh, neuroimmune disorders, autoimmune disorders. It seems like those are the ones that are coming up in the advice from public health to consider um, there uh, what someone's immune system function is like. So I would say try your doctor. Uh, I haven't had much luck there. And I've heard anecdotally from others that, uh, you know, their pediatrician won't give advice, things like that. But you know what? It never hurts to ask. If you do have a medical practitioner or a doctor that you really value their input, I would say reach out. It doesn't hurt to ask. Um, also from there, I considered kind of just doing a pros and cons list in terms of our lifestyle. Like what would be the pro? Uh, I tend to like lists and I like to journal things out. So I just started there and I thought, okay, so pros, I mean, it's an attempt at normalcy. I think we've all been struggling for something that feels like uh, a more structured routine and certainly back to school in person is going to give that as compared to the online, which I think will have structure, but maybe a little bit less of that normal structure that we, we are used to. And everyone keeps talking about the new normal. And I think we've always got to keep that in the back of our mind that even if we're thinking an in-person class room style will be like normal to our kids, it won't be. I mean, in our area, we're going to have masks. They're going to be having very different routines. They're looking at how can they space, sanitizing stations, all those kinds of things. There won't be classroom volunteers. Uh, resources will look a lot different, like libraries, use, using libraries or um, computer labs, things like that. So I think as much as I say attempt at normalcy, I'm, I really underscore that word attempt. I think uh, it, it is more similar to what they're used to, but not totally. Definitely the benefit of trained teachers in person. So I'm not a trained teacher. Trying to support my children at home uh, is a challenge. Certainly a remote learning, distance learning platform would have access to a trained teacher, but it's, it's a little bit of a different type of access than the kids are used to. So I think that's a consideration and a pro maybe of the in-person school. Um, in-person school, another pro would be less screen time. So I think we've all 100% struggled with 
the increase in screen time for our children during this COVID-19 pandemic. I think whether your child's on an iPad or an Xbox or they're doing um, something on the computer, YouTube, maybe it's TV, they're on the Netflix, the Disney Plus, we've all, all seen that increase in screen time. And so I think the one thing that I'm hesitant about with with the um, the remote learning platform is that then you're looking at, from what I understand, about five hours um, of screen time. There might be some time where the child's reading something offline or whatever, but um, it's that's a lot. So some of the cons of going back in person is that it won't be the normal, and I so I did touch on that a little bit. Um, wearing a mask all day is hard, you know, even when we go out to the store, we have our masks on the cloth masks, but you know, it, it does become uncomfortable. And I think we're all doing it because we need to do it to protect ourselves. But we have to recognize that for our children all day long, that's, that's tough. That's a tough thing to ask. And as a parent, I'm working at home. I'm not doing it and I'm finding that challenging. I think if I was in a situation where I was a nurse or a teacher and I had more experience, I would be able to uh, lend some of that to my children and um, maybe be able to take a different look at that. I think there is definitely student and teacher anxiety at this point. I've seen a lot on social media about teachers and teachers unions struggling with what back to school looks like. And I think there is a lot of student anxiety as well, that the in-person is providing um, anxiety. And I won't say that the remote option isn't. I've heard from both of my kids that they're concerned that their remote option will be more difficult. Um, either the work will be more difficult or that style of learning will be more difficult for them. So I think that is um, a challenge both ways. I've heard um, kind of, as I mentioned earlier, some of the cons for the in-person are either the health issues. So for us pandas, we have no idea whether um, that is more of a compromised um, health situation around COVID. And then people have talked about, well, should I now start distancing from my grandparent again? So it kind of changes that family dynamic going back in person where you wouldn't have to consider that so much on the online learning piece. Um, and I think the other thing is, we know that uh, the people that are putting this together at the government level are looking at pros and cons, or they're looking at um, the risk. And so I think we have to consider that what is the risk that's been considered to be acceptable? at this point. And, you know, we know that there's not no risk. We've had public health come out and say that they know there will be uh, risk and that they know there could be cases and they're putting protocols in place on how to deal with that. So I think that's definitely a con. I think, you know, there's more protection for sure at home. That, that That's the only way I can look at it. So those are some of the considerations that were going through my head and I felt my anxiety creeping up and a little bit of spinning happening. So I started to look at some podcasts and one of them that I came across was the Broken Brain podcast with Drew 
Pirohit. And he had Dr. Elisa's song on that is a functional pediatrician, functional medicine pediatrician from the U.S. Now, certainly some of her advice is very structured to uh, the current rates of infection in the U.S. And she had personal experience with COVID in that both of her children had it uh, very early on. But she did give some advice about what to look for in terms of declining community spread. She gave advice about cellular immunity and then also even spoke to some ways to kind of prime the immune system uh, for going back to school in person. And even uh, some some vagus nerve uh breathing that she talked about, box breathing, square breathing, if you've ever heard of that. So I would say definitely to check out the Broken Brain podcast with um, Dr. Elisa Song. It's very recent, last couple of weeks, and it could definitely help you to give some considerations about what you want to consider in going back in person or whether you're going to consider remote learning and just some general health tips and a lot of information on COVID. She had a lot of great research and um, information that I was totally not aware of. So I think um, I'm not somebody that's nonstop in the news on COVID. And so I just, I found this to be really comprehensive and, and something for sure to consider. Um, Another thing that I was very cognizant of was the fact that my anxiety was creeping up. And so I thought, ooh, am I am I reviewing the pros and cons? Am I looking at this in the right way? And so one of the things that I did was have a conversation with a therapist. I sought out therapy to just help me in this case work it through and make sure that I'm looking at it the same way. And I got some really great perspective there. And one of the things that I saw that was coming up that was a consideration that I maybe wasn't acknowledging was judgment and whether other parents would judge me for my decision and whether um, it could possibly present judgment on my kids. You know, all of a sudden they're held back and uh, from in person if I kept them home and would there be judgment there and then vice versa and would there be judgment on me for sending them back versus keeping them home and the other way and it was really interesting because um, the therapist kind of said well so what you know so what if somebody judges you and so what if you know you're you keeping them home showed that you were worried about the virus. Is that a bad thing? And so it just helped me to really pull back in terms of that perspective. The other thing she was very good at pointing out is that neither of these decisions are great. So sometimes we get, you know, presented with these really great options and we get to decide maybe it's between a job you love now and a job that's your dream job, you know? And so those decisions are great things to consider. And in this case, I don't think given that we're in a current pandemic, either of these decisions are great, you know, and I think just admitting that to ourselves, it really helped me uh, just to kind of say, yeah, okay, so the reason that I'm really struggling with this um, is that none of these decisions are what I would like to pick. (laughs) And as, as silly as that sound, sounds it really helped my perspective so maybe that'll help you um 
The other thing that I considered as well was going back to podcasts and everybody knows I've been listening a lot or I do listen in in times to the Anxiety Coaches podcast with Gina. And so she had a recent episode about working through the best case and the worst case scenarios when we're anxious and kind of saying what's the best case and what's the worst case. And I think that helped me as well because you do know that it usually ends up being the middle ground. And so I just kind of worked through what's the best case, what's the worst case, and where do we think this will really land. And, you know, it it is a challenge because in this case, the worst case is bad. You know, it, getting COVID could be really bad for your child. We don't know how it plays out. We keep hearing about cases where... Um, you know, somebody has it and they show no symptoms or they recover really quickly, but we do, we are hearing about cases where that's not the case. And so it's scary. And I think admitting that to ourselves that it's scary is again, helpful. It helped me to move out of that spinning kind of what if, what if, and then the best case, the best case is that the kids go back and they do start to take up this new normal and like it, uh, over time or at least get some positives in that they're seeing other children and things like that. So that helped me as well. I mean, you can do that as well. Best and worst case with the remote learning. Best case, they like it. You know, the remote learning is something that they enjoy. They maybe get to pick up some other activities because it could be less time consuming. Certainly with school, there's the travel there, there's the travel home. So we've seen all of that with working from home is that a lot of us have reduced our commute. I mean, I love that. My commute was almost an hour each way. Working from home, I've seen a reduced commute. It's the same thing for the kids, right? You don't necessarily have to get dressed up for school. Um, You can kind of come as you are. And that's a best case. A worst case is that it's harder for them to learn, right? They're sitting there frustrated. And as a parent, it's hard to help. Um, That's that's your worst case. So chances are either of those are going to end up somewhere in between, right? And you just have to think through, I guess, what you're in between, which which one you're more comfortable with on the in-between. And then the other thing that really always helps is the perspective of we're lucky to have choice, first of all, some of us. Um, some of us might not have a choice on this. It's it's pretty clear what we have to pick and and then that's what we've got to go with. And then I thought, I kept telling myself last week in particular when I was struggling that at least you've got some choice here. The choice is a gift and be grateful for that. Um, and then I think from there, just doing your best to make a decision for now. I don't think anybody has a crystal ball to look through the entire year. Nobody's really, at least that I know, saw the pandemic coming. Nobody started out the 2019-2020 school year saying, this is how it's going to be. And if they did, that wasn't how it probably ended up. So I think what I started to just tell myself is, I'm going to make a decision for today and then we will see what tomorrow looks like and the next day and the next day. And one of the things that if you are going with that kind of mindset, I think you need to prepare yourself for both. So I've started to think, okay, we need stuff for back to school in person and we need stuff for how 
remote learning could work that maybe didn't work out that well last year and that that you might need it if you've got a transition to that. I'm like a big keep your options open person. So that's kind of um, something that I've got in my mind that uh, we should maybe be more prepared this year for the you never know type situation. So I don't know if this has been helpful at all, but I do know that I've had parents reaching out wanting to talk about back to school and what what are your what are your thoughts and what are you doing on it and I've been thinking the same thing and it's something that I'm not even sure if it's appropriate to ask people but it's like you're kind of just not sure about uh, how they're working it through so that's how I'm working it through and hopefully it gives you a few things to think about or a few resources to reach out to like the podcasts like public health Um, I did talk to our principal as well that's something you can do. Talk to the administration, talk to somebody that that is at the school and can maybe talk you through what they're thinking. Um, It's always helpful. More information can, can be helpful. So thank you so much for listening today. Good luck with your decision. And, um, I really hope everybody stays as healthy as possible. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast or found it useful. As always, it's not intended to be medical advice. Go speak to the medical community. Go speak to doctors that you have. Go speak to therapists. Go speak to, um, listen to the podcasts as well. Um, And it's not professional advice as well. So that's where, you know, reaching out to school, reaching out again to public health, some of those people that can give you things to consider. Hopefully I've given you just at least some resources. If you do like the podcast, consider subscribing um, and also following me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Lady Gluten, S-A-R-A-G-L-U-T-E-N. The podcast today is brought to you by doTERRA. There are a number of back to school packages that they have if you're going in person. I suspect that all of these oils would also be very helpful um, for those that are remote learning as well. Um, They have a whole children's collection. There's one called Thinker that I just ordered for my kids, um, thinking that it might be able to help with um, focus. We're we're gonna try it for sure in the new school year. And there's also a lot of um, other packages that can help as well um, with back to school. So thanks for listening and have a great week.